This is Lauren Melissa here again with another episode of Mike Check the Podcast. Um, if you're just tuning in, this is a podcast where we are turning up the volume on everyday leaders and world changers. Yes, you heard it here. You are going to be listening to some very awesome people, people that have come into my life that I've met that I think are awesome, that have deposited into my life. And God allows us to meet people every day. And there's so many people in the world that I feel like we should not hold them hostage and we should share them. So that is the basis of this show, Mike Check the podcast. Today, I have here Miss Alicia Lachey, um, who I feel like is my sister from another mother. Like, when I met her, I'm like, oh my gosh, why are we not friends? Like, we should know each other. (laughs) Um, So we're going to welcome Alicia. Thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. I was like super excited when you asked me. I was like, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, so many times you you hear, you you read articles, you listen to shows, and it's the same people on everything. And it's like, okay, so what about so-and-so? And And what about this person? Because they have Mm -hmm. a story to tell. They've been doing some awesome stuff stuff in the community and I'm like yeah I gotta have my girl on so I mean I'm honored to have you here you've been doing some pretty amazing stuff in the community I feel like you're an underdog like so many people need to know who you are Um, and you have so much (laughs) you have so much (laughs) more that you can bring and just more more to come Um, not only is she um a professional in the community, but she's also an entrepreneur and a business owner. And we'll get into that of how to balance your career and being an entrepreneur and and being a wife because that's kind of new for you. Yes. Uh, well, it hasn't been a year already? A two? little over a year. Yeah. yeah. So that's really exciting. So first, um, let the people know who you are. Tell us, you know, what you do and where you're from, all that good stuff. Cool. So, um, originally from Detroit. Woo woo. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> originally from Detroit and um yeah so this is this is always one of those questions I'm like you know where do I start what do I say um so I guess professional wise um so my background is in social work and so I got an undergrad um bachelor's degree from CMU for social work master's degree from Grand Valley which is what brought me to Grand Rapids um and right now I'm working as a therapist um, at an agency then also contractually working for an organization as director of organizational alignment that's um, so dope y'all yeah. I cannot wait to hear more about that <laughs> I'm so excited about. it's so cool and there's two and they're two very different things which is what I love um so yeah and I've been married a year as you said um so that's a whole nother section of life. And then also just, um, serving at church, serving in ministry is a huge part of my life. Um, you got a yeah. business too, right? And I have a business, which is again, very different than what I do during the day yeah. <laughs> profession wise. Um, but a candle business, which I love and allows me to kind of just show my creative side and getting to do that. So I have all these different kind of pockets of, of things that I do. So would you say that your faith is the foundation that keeps you balanced amongst the three, like, like having your career, being married and, you know, having your business Mm -hmm. too on the side? Absolutely. Like my faith is just really kind of like, like the epicenter, right? Like that's, that's what's at the core. And then everything else is for me, an extension of that. And so 
just for me personally, like if they don't all connect then it doesn't work, you know? So if, if there's any conflicts with, you know, with what I do in my faith and that's when I need to like kind of re-examine, all right, you know, this maybe that's not what I should be doing. Yeah. So have you, had you always kind of like been into church or really been attached or how was your faith walk or your faith journey? When did you come to Christ? Man, not until like really high school. So, um, I had, um, went to the church with like a neighbor, you know, here and there, or like we went on Christmas <laughs> on Easter, like we were that family. Um, but it wasn't until high school when I was invited by a friend, um, that I made my own personal decision to, you know, to follow God, to live for Christ, to try to live a life that was different, um, than what I had been living before. So that was kind of like when I actually started, you know, really living taking like a seriously. life, right, right. Taking it seriously. And when you mm-hmm. got to college, did you find like, Oh, this is a new beast. Like, did you, like, how was that balancing it? Because you, so often you hear stories of people coming into their faith, maybe like, well, into college. Um, if they didn't already grow up in a church or, you know, you find people that are like, well, you know, it wasn't until I, you know, went to a, a, a ministry service at in, at in college that got me connected and into my faith. Um, how was it holding on to that and going through college? Yeah. So honestly, my, so my experience was a little backwards. So I was, I was good freshman year and sophomore year. So I kind of jumped right into like ministry opportunities in school. So my freshman year, like I joined the praise dance team that at college, I joined the gospel choir. I joined, um, a Christian sorority. So I was like, good. And it really wasn't until my junior senior year that I was like, wait a minute, am I missing out on some adult experience? Like, am I missing out on something? And I was still connected to all those you know, ministries and groups and still, you know, serving on campus. But that's when I think some of those mental challenges that I think people experience when they first go to college, I just didn't experience it until later. Maybe I was still like In really this, like zealous yeah. from my high school. I just, yeah. you know, started really serving God. But um, yeah, I didn't start to kind of experience that mentally until probably, like I said, like, yeah, my, like my junior or senior year of college. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are listening, if you've listened to other episodes, you may find that there's a string of me asking about their faith and their faith walk in a journey, because that's kind of what it's all about is, you know, everybody comes from different walks of life. Everybody has their own path, but at the end of the day, the common thread is their faith. And it may not be squeaky clean from start to finish, but it just shows how redemptive, you know, God is and he could, you know, just restore you and take you to where you need to be in that moment. And so that kind of kind of segues me into like talking about your career goals. What made you want to go into social work, knowing how gruesome <laughs> social work can be yes. grueling, <laughs> all of that? Like, tell me a little bit about that. It is actually kind of a crazy story. Like there what what led me to go into social work was both interest and fear at the same time. So when I was, um, when I was in high school, I had always done like performing arts forever from my whole life, like, like elementary, middle, high school, like I was in band and I was doing dance, like that was my thing. Um, but when I was in high school, my family really went through some financial challenges. And so we lost our house and we were living with relatives and we lost our vehicle. Like it was just craziness. And so when it came around time for me to decide, okay, where am I going to go to college? Where am I going to, what am I going to major in? I was like, there was that part of me that was like, I want to do music. I want to keep doing the art stuff. And then I did, I did love you know, working with people and helping people. And I think that was like that ministry side that, you know, just like, um, my faith, but what led me to go more in the social work direction, it was like, 
man, how am I not making any money with music? And I want my, and I want to be in the same position as my family. And I want, you know, my own family one day to be in a different position. So I was like, social work is probably more reliable. I'm going to do that. So, which anybody who know anything about social work, that is not the money making. (laughs) Right. So, um, and I definitely believe that everything, you know, happens for a reason and works together. So it's definitely all worked out, but it was this kind of mix of like, yeah, you know, I want to serve, you know, serve and, you know, help people. But I also did that because I was scared. I was scared that if Mm. I pursue something else, you would fail. I would fail and that I wouldn't make, you know, I would be in a similar position as my family, not having enough money. And I was like, no, you know, my my personal family, like when I have kids one day, like it has to be a different situation. Right. So it was kind of a mix of a, a good thing and then also like a fear thing. So when you graduated, what, what did you see yourself doing with it? Wonderful question. <laughs> I didn't know. I had I did not have a specific idea. I knew um it was just really broad. And that's like everyone was like, Yeah, social work, you can do anything, which is like a good thing and a bad thing of like, yeah, anything, but like, so how you narrow that down? Right, right, right. <laughs> so I, I really didn't know, but I knew that I wanted to keep going. So after I graduated from my bachelor's, I went right into my master's degree, still really not knowing what I wanted to do. And um then I kind of just like got an internship from a master's degree. And then where I had my internship, I got hired. And that's just kind of where I where stayed. Yeah, I was just going to ask a question about complacency. Like, where did, did you feel complacent and, be, you know, was just like, all right, this is what it is. Like, and then at what point did the light bulb come on and be like, look. this time for a change right right exactly I think so at first I just felt new right like you're like okay I just gotta get you know I gotta get my feet wet I gotta get my experience so that's what it was at first I was just like all this is so unknown and I was working um doing home-based therapy which is another nuts yes (laughs) anybody knows social work that's like working with families and kids who have the most severe mental health challenges and you're a newbie out of college and they're like all right go help them you're like what how do I do that so that's what I started out doing and I um I knew pretty quickly I didn't I didn't like that I didn't enjoy it and then um I transitioned into another position that was more like program coordination and doing that kind of stuff, which I liked. Um, I liked a lot, but then I just wasn't passionate about like the the topic that I was working in. So I was working in substance use prevention and I was like, I don't love it. Like, I don't, I don't love it. You can it. do it, but this can, is yeah, not. Yes. Yeah. Like I can do it. But then, so then I found myself like feeling stuck. And I know this, we talked about mm-hmm, this. Yeah. Like I found myself feeling stuck because I kind of made up in my mind, okay, when I'm ready to go, I'm just apply for jobs yeah. and I'm going to go a year yeah. later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I was still there and I was like, okay, God. I am so confused because I, and it wasn't a bad job. So it wasn't even like, right. I'm getting mistreated or like, Absolutely. you know, I hate what I do. It wasn't that I, I hated it. I just didn't love it. Yeah. And that was hard. And you want to be stretched too. Like you want to feel Definitely. like you're, you're, you know, working toward your purpose. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm this, I'm good at it. And we talked yeah. about this, like, I'm good at what I do, but this is not me. Right. And right. when you know that it's very hard to stay in that place. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, when there's, when you feel like, oh, I don't know where the growth opportunities are, like yeah. I want to keep getting getting better. So that's just what it one. And I was like, you don't, you're not supposed to cry when you go to work. (laughs) That's not a, that's not like that for me was like, that's not a thing. So for me, that's when it was like, okay, it's time. It's yeah, for sure. It's time. So when you, um, when you were doing your job search, were you intentional? Like I need to do, I'm looking for this particular job or you kind of like, look, I'm playing everything. It was, it was pretty specific because I knew I didn't want to be in a position again where I was like, mm, 
I like it, but I don't love it. Like I was really looking for something that I was going to love. Um, so I was, I was kind of picky about what I was applying for, what I was looking into. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause I just, I was like, can't do, I don't want to. <laughs> and, and it was all, it was all meaningful though. Like it was all, I, I believe it was all part of what I was supposed to experience, mm-hmm. the connections I was supposed Absolutely. to make, my experience. So in, in no way do I regret it. But like you said, that moment when it's like, okay, now I need to kind of shift gears or like, you know. And that's an important path. piece too. I think that the li- listeners can take away from it is like when you're in a position or you're in a situation, it's if you look at it or frame your thinking to be like, okay, this is teaching me something rather right. than this is torture. Right. It's a teaching moment, not a torturing moment. Yes, um, And it'll get you through faster. Like the time won't go by faster, but like just your feeling of just sitting there, it won't feel like it's a waste. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, that that's how I ended up having, you know, you know, walking away from my job, feeling content. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it's nothing like leaving a job and you, you're bitter because you, you're still taking that energy with you. Right. But right. When you are free from that and just be like, I look, I did it for this. This mm-hmm. is, and you know the reasons why you walked away. Yeah. It makes it that much easier. Yep, exactly. You know, Definitely. to leave. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I will say, for me, I experienced like, I, I call it guilt. Right. Yeah. Because it was like, it, as much as I wanted to leave, I'm thinking about everybody else because of my, like the way my heart is. Right, it's like, right. but what about the work I'm going to leave behind yeah. and these students? Who's going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and people be like, girl, don't worry about that. That's the, for them to figure out. And I'm like, but that's so mean. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want anybody to do that to me. But like, that's how I was. But I think, you know, we shouldn't be so afraid of that because as quick as, you know, we can walk away, they can replace us that much quicker. Oh, absolutely. And we, yet we're worried about like what they're going to do they already have a plan in place they probably already thinking about they probably was thinking about mm-hmm. who's gonna take my place when i was in that place. right right exactly <laughs> yep already got their plans <laughs> right you know and i'm sitting here like but what about right it's, right it's so weird how we just talk to talk to ourselves internally and like yeah. the, the the doubt the fear i mean i remember going through so many emotions it was like a roller yes. coaster during yes. that time we both were kind of doing it yes was, i'm calling it like leash <laughs> I think I need some time. Like, text each other. What am I do? I don't know. Like, <laughs> did you have a day today, too? I feel like we both kind of right. had a day. Yeah. yeah. And it was just like one thing, and I think just with getting older, too, was like, okay, you start to realize life is short. And I don't want to, this was, and this was one of my biggest things, I don't want to dread each day. Like, I don't want to be like, oh, man, it's Monday. I, if I can just make it to Friday. Like, <laughs> that's messed up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I didn't want, I don't want to live my life like that. And not that we won't sometimes be in, you know, such situations that are maybe uncomfortable or not what we would have like been our first choice but that was for me like especially you know just the kind of people that we know like we Mm -hmm. know people who are out here yeah just living like their purpose and their passions and I was like man I want to do that too. Yeah. You know, I want to be in that position where I'm, I'm, I'm jumping out the bed for my nine, my nine a.m. Mm-hmm. meeting because I'm so excited about it. And it's what I want to do. So yeah, we had one of the awesome people. We actually share common person that we know, Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, she was a, a, my first guest on the podcast. Oh, um, so awesome. episode one, if you did, if you missed that, go back and listen to it. Yeah. She came and dropped some bomb nuggets. We talked mm-hmm. a little bit about her book, but um, we went to a concert together and we saw Shannon. I'm like, you know yeah. Shannon? I know Shannon. Right. And like, right. I feel like that was the start of something new for us <laughs> because y'all like I feel like I was like how come I don't know Alicia Even we went yeah. to the same um college like she went to Grand Valley for her master's program and I went to Grand Valley for undergrad and mm-hmm. for my master's and it was like we never like crossed paths but I'm glad yeah, we did from the same city I know right <laughs> like what the heck what are the odds yeah. um so tell me how you prepared for um your dream job first you can tell mm-hmm. me about like what 
what you do now or like what you like about it yeah and then how you prepared for it and what the process was like of you getting it did you mm-hmm. go through like mentally did you go through doubts or fears or anything like that right right so and I have so I have two jobs so and they I feel like I have to think differently for both and I had to prepare differently for both um so in my one job where um it's it's kind of like a private practice and I um do therapy services there so I'm a therapist um mainly for teenage girls adult women um, with issues like anxiety, depression, self-esteem, trauma, like all those sorts of things. And um, I was very nervous to work there. I questioned. So like I was really comfortable at, you know, my previous job. And I was like, what if I don't have the level of professionalism they're looking for? Um, but then also it's um, the agency is not very diverse. And I was like, what if I, what if I stand out? What if I don't fit in? What if like... What if my clients don't like me because or, you know, just like mm-hmm. all all these crazy, crazy things and, you know, all of that. So I feel like I had to mentally prove it because I came from an agency that was very diverse, um, that had a lot of Christians. Mm. And I was told so I was transitioning to a different environment altogether. So I was just like, what if it's not going to be a good fit? Like, that's just what I kept thinking. But it um, so I just had to kind of like process all of those feelings as I was kind of preparing to transition to that um, position and then just like making sure my knowledge was where it needed to be. So like, you know, I went from being a program coordinator back to clinical work. So I was like, I have to refresh on like all the practices or the theories theories and, and techniques and like, you know, all of that sort of stuff. So that was kind of the process I had to go through for that, which was kind of perfect in a sense, because what I do on the other end, um, with like the urban court collective and, you know, working, um, in that area where it's like racial equity, um, that's totally different. That's working in community. That's working with Shannon, which is mind blowing. I can't even believe I get to do that. Okay. Like, oh my gosh. Like, (laughs) it's so crazy to me. That's so awesome. So I'm like, I'm like, I feel like I'm just learning in that position. Like I'm just learning from so many awesome people. That whole team is like crazy with so many years of experience. So what does the Urban Core Collective do? Or or tell us a little bit about. Yeah. So the Urban Core Collective, it's a collective of six organizations in Grand Rapids that specifically serve the Urban Core. Um, And so they decided, you know, we do all this great work and they all do different things. And they decided to come together to make kind of a collective impact, um, specifically in areas concerning racial equity and closing some of the gaps that exist. Um, And so, you know, they do different events. They um, host a leadership program specifically for leaders of color in the community, which like, and that's that whole connection thing too, because had I not had my first job, I wouldn't have known what Urban Court Collective was. Like, but because I was at that first job, like I went through the leadership program in their first cohort and um, I stayed connected to their events and like meetings and all that sort of stuff. And then it was just like, what like it was such a dope opportunity so um so that just that position alone helps me to process some of the things that I need in my counseling job you know so that's just been like to see how it all kind of connects yeah has been crazy that's awesome yeah um can you tell us a little bit about like some of your like setbacks like things that you were like Curve, like curveballs, things that you didn't see coming that you felt maybe prolonged or maybe, you know, didn't progress the you finding your job or yeah. getting to where you wanted to be. Yeah. I think one of the one of the first setbacks was in my mind, I had this idea of when I graduate with my master's, everything's gonna be great. <laughs> and I'll be making money. And <laughs> 
I'm gonna I'm gonna love what I do. Mm-hmm. And then that wasn't the reality at all. I was struggling financially um, because especially in my field and coming in, what I was making was not a lot. So I was mm-hmm. like my first time, like really living on my own and like rent was expensive. <laughs> like I was just like, what even is going on? So that was like my first like what? Like, it just wasn't what I expected. And then also I kind of realized I didn't have any goals after graduating. Like everything was school, school for so long. Like then you graduate and you'd be like, what? Yeah. I was like, (laughs) now what? (laughs) I didn't realize I didn't have anything after that. So I was like working. That's it. That can't be right. (laughs) I go to work. I go to church and I come home, huh? And then work and then go to church and come home and then work and then work and then work and go to church and come home. That's no. Right. (laughs) So that was kind of one of the first things I just realized, man, I didn't really have like a plan after this or like this isn't exactly what I expected. Um, So that was a huge. They don't tell you that in college. They do not. They don't tell you like Mm -mm. when you when you graduate. You're going to have all this time. You're going to be like, when I'm, do- when I'm supposed to do it? Yeah. Because if you think about college, it's so like, go, go, go. Yeah. And you're in these clubs and you're, you know, you're yeah. in these groups and you're, you know, classes and pursuing all these things. And then, then you just work. And then you're like, <laughs> what? So that was something in and of itself. And then um, probably that next setback when I was, when I felt like I was ready to transition, you know, from my job and thinking that it was just going to be a matter of, oh yeah, I apply and then I'll, get, you know, and that again, what did not work out at all, (laughs) how I thought it was going to work out. And that was very, that was very discouraging. And I was just like, man, you know, I thought I was, you know, getting all these years of experience and I was building my resume and I was like preparing myself to transition when I was ready. And that was not at all, (laughs) at all how it happened. So I would definitely say like, those were two, two of the major setbacks that really caused me to like, you know, pause and reflect and be like, okay, like, yeah. Yeah. Did it, when you um, set your goals, <laughs> I always ask people, like, did you make this during, like, my New Year's resolution? Like, you know, oh, you set your goals, yeah. like, or did you intentionally, like, sit down, like, someday, a random day in April or June and be right. like, look, this is what I need to do? Like, how, like what, what pushed you to set the goals mm-hmm. or did you have somebody that you confided in or that, you know, walked with you during that process mm-hmm. to set your goals? Because I think, um, Sometimes, like, we will take what society is doing and frame our goals around what's popping nowadays or what your friend is doing and you feel like your life has to align with this or that. How did you, you know, get tunnel vision and be like, look, this is me. This Mm -hmm. is what I'm going to do. Who did you have, like, holding you accountable and helping you through that? Yeah. One of the biggest things for me is... I had to let go of fear. That was like number one, number one, number one. I had to let go of fear how? in many Give, ways. Tell us how. Yes. <laughs> yes. What did you do? <laughs> one, I saw people who were not afraid. I, I was around people who were not afraid. Like, like my husband, for example, like he, it was nuts. Like he would just believe he could do anything and, and not just believe that he could do it. Like I would see things happen that he believed. And I was like, what? Cause in my mind, I was like, I had to go to school and I had to do it this way and it has to be this way. And, and, but it didn't work out. Like mm-hmm. I was, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what I was really looking for. So I saw people that didn't have fear and saw them really have faith about things. And, and it happened. My brother-in-law, same way, mm-hmm. like, dude is, he's, 21 yeah, like, own, has a whole business and employees like that's but he just did what he loved and he wasn't afraid he didn't mm-hmm. question it like he knew it was possible and so for me that was the first thing is I had to see people who weren't afraid mm-hmm. and then um really prayed about it and you know and had to just trust God more and I was trying to make everything happen and mm-hmm. not to say I don't still 
you yeah. know, have challenges with that. I still have moments where I have to check myself and say, oh, that's like a, you know. Yeah, and they say name scared. it too. Like yeah. you can't be like, I don't know. You have to name it and call yeah. it what it is and mm-hmm. pray about it. I think we always be like, well, what are, what are you afraid of? I don't know. Just right. admit it. Like this right. is fear. Call it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Yep. Yeah. So for me, two, two of my biggest fears were, you know, fear of not having money and a lack and the fear of like not being stable mm. two biggest ones because of what I went through yeah. like growing up so I'll be like you know just I would just if I had any money I was trying to hold on to it as tight as I could like if there was any questionable this might yeah. not guarantee money I wasn't or I wasn't <laughs> gonna do it and that was like that was so crippling like that was so crippling um so I really just I really prayed about it. I really looked at my friends who were great examples and the people in my life who were great examples of faith. Um, and honestly just spent time in God's presence. Like, and I know that for some people that might sound like, okay, but <laughs> what does it look like? Right, yeah, right. Yeah. But like literally when I think about ideas that I've gotten or um goals that I've gotten, they've literally been in times of just like being in God's presence. Like I would be at church and like, you know, in praise and worship and I'd like have an idea like yeah like where did I come from like that's yeah. that's a really good idea like even at, like my candles and and that whole thing even like the name of my business yeah. like that came like yeah. when I was sitting in church that's a good day. segue <laughs> I was gonna ask you like tell us about like what the name of your business is how it came to be yeah and like what it means to you even mm-hmm. now in your in this season right so um the name of my business is 514 and um it comes from Matthew 514 you are the light of the world the city on a hill cannot be hidden and what's crazy about the name, what's crazy about the name is it, I knew I loved it. I knew that it's what I wanted, but I was having trouble connecting to it for some reason. Like when people are like, oh, what's the name? And what's about it? I'm like, yeah, you're the light of the world. And they're like, oh, that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah. But I, I wasn't like connecting mm-hmm. to it personally. And I was like, I wasn't sure why. Um, but it was recently when I, um, I think I would say in the past couple of months when I've realized um I think partly with the kind of work that I do in social work and counseling, like I sometimes felt like I needed to hold back on my faith or kind of hide it or like, you know, you know, keep peace with everyone. So not be too vocal about it, um, which I realized was really messed up because (laughs) that's not God. That's not how God treats us. You know, he doesn't he does. He's not, you know. He doesn't sneak, you know, blessings. Right. You know, it's just boom. Exactly. And we should be Mm -hmm. just as vocal and out there about it. Exactly. So it wasn't until realized I recently I realized that the name of the business, that the scripture, that was for me. Like that was that was an encouragement for me. Like, no, you need to be a light. Like you need to, you know, shine. And so now that's that's like put a whole nother meaning to like, you know, to my to my business and and made me like just even more passionate about it. Yeah. So tell me about your process when you make them. Like, do you like t- dim the lights, turn yeah. on some music, <laughs> make the sense? <laughs> like, right. what, is the, what is the process? It's so funny too because when I first started making candles, they were just for fun for me, like or for gifts for people for Christmas, yeah. like because I love like crafts, DIYs, like that's yeah. just that's my thing. Um, <laughs> so it was I was making people gifts for Christmas, and I think a friend or someone was like, "You should sell these." I was like, "Why? Don't nobody want these?" Like, <laughs> um, and like it was from then that I was kind of like, "Oh, I guess I'll give it a shot," you know. And um, uh, yeah. So I started. It's been two years, you know. So I started. That's all. I feel like it's been like five. It feels that way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> way but it's only been two years wow um but yeah so the process of it is just like so what's great about um so we bought a house last year Yay. which is like awesome 
awesome. Um, so I actually have like a whole room just dedicated to like to my candle making stuff. So um, I don't have any like particularly special process. It's usually whatever <laughs> couple hours I get right. <laughs> free. Um, but yeah, so it's just like I've like went through all this testing for like the perfect kind of wax, the perfect yeah. like fragrances I wanted, all that sort of stuff. And um, yeah, usually <laughs> I usually just watch Hulu while I do it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just like melting wax down, adding the fragrance, like making sure I'm doing everything at the yeah. right temperature and like all of that. But I love it. Yeah. It's That's like so it's cool. so much fun to me. <laughs> That's so cool. And it takes I mean, you got to have patience for that. Yes. I, I cannot wait for them. Like if it were me and I'm like waiting for the wax to smell, I'm like, this ain't the right smell. But then, you, you know, right. in your mind, you got to like, let it simmer a little bit. And I'm like, right. mm-hmm, this ain't it. <laughs> and poor Evan, like I'm always testing like new fragrances and stuff. So I got one candle in the living room, one in the dining room, one in the bathroom, one in our room, one in the guest room. He's like, why do you have so many candles? <laughs> I was like, because I have to test it and make sure you can smell it in the different. It's, yeah. That and is, my roommates have experienced the same. That is hilarious. <laughs> I love it. So, um. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about um, marriage and like home ownership briefly, because I'm not going to make this about like a marriage um, yeah. podcast piece. But like, <laughs> you know, it is um, you and Evan have a, a very um, I call it like a really cool love story. Um, Alicia's a cougar. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Yeah, I always I joke about that all the time because so who did I, I think I had Tova on here and I was like Tova you're yeah. a cougar. <laughs> so, Never saw it coming, you know. So tell me a little bit about that and then we're both homeowners and mm-hmm. so yeah. I have shared a little bit about like my homeowner experience, like um some of my blogs and stuff. But like I want you to talk a little bit about what that process was like for you, so people don't think that I'm just you know talking outside of my head. <laughs> Right. So I guess, so first, um, relationship wise. So yeah, so I met Evan, um, at church when I moved to Grand Rapids. Um, and I was, I was looking for a home church and I didn't know anybody in Grand Rapids. I knew of like two people, um, from college, but I didn't even know they knew each other or anything. And I asked them what church they went to and they both said the same church. And I was like, Oh, guess that's where I'm visiting. Mm -hmm. So I went there and then, um, my friend, a f- we had a mutual friend and she introduced us and I was thinking, oh, that's a nice kid. <laughs> kid. I was not, I was not interested. He was so young. <laughs> he was so young. Um, but <laughs> he was also very funny and had this charismatic personality. And I remember talking to my best friend, I think a couple weeks after I met him and I was like, oh man, she was like, what? I was like, I think I like somebody. <laughs> So that's that's kind of just how it started. And we, you know, we dated for about four years before getting engaged. And um, and man, marriage is like a mirror. Yeah. Like so that's that's really how if, even in the past year, I've grown so much because like our 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 marriage and, you know, that whole just process of sacrificing and, you know, communicating and being honest, like he shows me like the things that I need to work on and or like I need to improve. They come out and same for him too. Like we yeah. both like, man, I was good on my own. I didn't know that right. was a problem because it was just me. But like when you have another person, that's when all yeah. that stuff really comes out. And so, um, Are you, you're not an only child, right? I am not an only child. Okay. I have two older sisters and a younger brother, but my two older sisters are much older. So it was gotcha. really just you and me and my brother growing okay. up. Yeah. But I was older. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so that's kind of like, um, just kind of what our 
Our marriage has been, and so it's been a little over a year, like a year and two months. Um, but it's been great. Like we've just been growing, and we've been. You Y'all know, purchased a Brady Bunch house. We did. We got a house, and like <laughs> that was a crazy. Pro- As you know, yeah. that was a crazy process because the market in Grand Rapids has been it's just crazy nuts. Yeah. Yes, it's a it's a seller's market, yeah. and so we had looked at probably 50 houses or so and at midpoint I tapped out I said listen you can keep looking let me know when you see something you like <laughs> because we were seeing just so many different houses and even seeing how God worked that out to where like you know the house that we ended up getting was not one that we originally um were approved for like we wow. had a, we were approved for a much less amount and then we ended up knowing the the sellers awesome. and then they were like, like y'all got favor we going to yeah. get and like even our realtor was like she knew we weren't approved for that much. She even had, you know, she's a, a Christian. Yeah. She's a believer. She had faith, which was amazing. Good. And then that makes a difference. It does. <laughs> it really does. Like I was like, you believe? Okay, then we <laughs> we might be good. And we went back to um, you know, the bank and they were like, um, actually, yeah, we can do that. And I was like, wait a minute. Okay. We've been looking for a house for months and never were we approved for more until we found that house. Awesome. And it was just that's like, nothing yeah, but God. Alicia, I did not know that. It was, I mean, that was all like we were just. Like, I remember when we first saw the house and I walked in, I was like, we can't live here. He was like, why? I was like, this is like a grown house. Like, <laughs> this ain't no starter house. This is the right. house you get when you get kids. Yes, this is like your house number two, not your, not your first house. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just been, that was totally a God thing. Like, absolutely, 100%. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I did not know that. <laughs> so, um, leave us with um, some words of advice or things you wish you had known. Like, mm-hmm. going through the process process of, you know, walking into your... Um, career of purpose, um, walking into marriage or even home ownership, all of the things that you went through. Um, like I had you on the show because I, like I said, I admire you. I admire just your faith walk and just, you know, being steadfast and knowing what you wanted and not giving up hope. And I think it's so easy for us to do that. Um, you know, especially when we have an eye on something and it's just taking forever. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, man, there's so many things that could be said, but I, definitely um one of the one of the first things I would just say is examine your heart and be honest with yourself about what it is that you want you know like God doesn't give us desires for no reason like and and not allow you know don't allow fear to be the thing that keeps you from it or like you know that sort of thing because that's that's to me that's one of the most important things is just to live a life that um that causes you to feel fulfilled, that causes you, you know, to feel like you're doing what you were called to do and that it's, that it's a blessing to people and we can't be blessings when we're bound up and unhappy Mm -hmm. and like just all these different things. And so like definitely just exploring your heart and your mind and seeking God to say like, what is it? What are the skills that you've given me? What are the talents that you've given me? How do you want me to use them? And I feel like that that's when you truly feel fulfilled and you gotta be you... still enough to hear from him y'all y'all can't just be asking him and then moving because you be like all right i ain't hear nothing <laughs> right so, so. <laughs> i hear this i'm gonna go over here right and and you do get it in pieces too sometimes yeah. so like i know some people like <laughs> i'm gonna say her name she could tell you her mission statement right now um like that's yeah. just but she it was given to her that way to she she knows exactly what she's here for like word for word you know and then i know other people like me that what that just hasn't been the thing for me yet like i feel like is it's been like a book and every day like God shows me the next page and it's like it's so cool and it and it gives hope like it gives hope of like 
you just just it gives you something to look forward to like when he i would rather him like continue to like unravel because like once he gives you it's kind of like a breadcrumb right you like see like oh there's more guys right there's more (laughs) there must be a cake on the other side exactly exactly but then if he give you the whole cake you'll just sit over there and eat the whole thing and be fat and you ain't right you you can't go nowhere because you ate the whole thing in one sitting you know right right right. and it's and to look back and see like how everything connected to because sometimes things feel so random like how how why did i experience this why did I experience this? And you look back, you're like, oh, like it all connected and it all had a purpose. Um, So yeah, like just follow your heart, like follow what you, you feel like God has planted in you to do to, you know, whatever it might be, you know, just, just do it. Don't let, don't let things stop you. Have faith. Like those are the two things that are like, yeah, those are like the biggest things to me right now. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. it. Y'all, this is Mike Check, the podcast with Laura Melissa. I just want to thank Alicia Lachey. I always said her name is like kind of like, you know, a brand name. You put it on the <laughs> shoe, like Alicia Lachey. <laughs> like, thank you so much for coming and just sharing your wisdom. Um, continue to be great and be the light because yeah. that's what it's about. And so thank you so much, y'all. We got, we might have another episode, might be a bonus. You never know. But no, really stay tuned because there's more to come with my check, the podcast with Laura Melissa. I'll talk to y'all later.